0: Lots for us to talk about with Vaughn Palmer this morning for the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Okay, let's start with the healthcare system. This is a big news. I don't... Has BC ever done something like this before?
1: Uh going sending patients to the United States yeah. to reduce our backlog. It's the sort of thing that our center right governments would never dared to do, pretty much, because the New Democrats would set themselves on fire and say this is the first step toward US style health care. So I can't think of an occasion. I know that back in the decade of the knots we had a strike in the healthcare system. And the Campbell government contracted out a bunch of surgical procedures to the private clinics here in British Columbia to reduce the backlog. But I can't think of government going south of the border, I, I maybe under the Socreds um, back in the... the decade of the 80s. uh, It may have happened, uh, but I can't think of it. I'm going to send a note to the health ministry this morning just asking uh, how often has this happened before. But this is shocking. I suggest to you, Simi, it's not a coincidence that they waited until the legislature had adjourned uh, to announce this because this kind of a deal using two clinics in Bellingham must have been in the works for a while. Uh, I'm it's a good thing for all those patients on waiting lists. You know, I, th- I think you uh, go to the green uh, announcement yesterday. The green, uh, Sonia First, you know, said, yeah, British Columbia used to lead the country in cancer care and cancer treatment. It's come to this. We're now sending 5,000 patients to Bellingham over the next two years, all expenses paid including for them and caregivers, to reduce the backlog for cancer treatment here in BC.
0: Okay. And what is the rationale here for this? Now, my understanding is they, they can't hire enough people fast enough.
1: Well, that's what they said. You know, we got the statement uh, yesterday uh, from Adrian Dix. Uh, so he said they pointed to three things. The first is, as you say, it's a shortage of staff. Uh, the second shortage of equipment, uh, radiation therapy now. uh, British Columbia has a backlog of technology in spite of all the technology the government's bought. I mean, they never stop putting out press releases on buying machinery. Um, And the third thing is an aging population. The number of cases is growing. So this is aimed at two common cancers that are increasing at an alarming rate, prostate and breast cancers. So, you know, I I mean, I agree with what you said earlier, Simi. I'm glad the government's doing this. I'm glad they didn't say people who are getting out there. You know, Uh, but look, um, I've I've long thought that Canada, uh, the Canadian healthcare system of which we're all very proud, has a kind of an overflow valve in the United States. The American system has a huge amount of unused capacity. It's expensive, but if you can afford it, you can go down there and get care and reduce your wait times. And if our governments are willing to bite the bullet and buy up some of that unused capacity, and as I said, I know B.C. has done it in the past, although a long time ago, Uh, governments can do it as well. We can go down there and reduce our waiting lists. Uh, Companies can do it for valued executives. So we do kind of live off the avails of the American system next door, and that may be why we've never really faced what they've done in other countries, European countries and so forth, which is you kind of do have a second tier there to reduce your wait time.
0: Right. Okay. So as I said, I just feel for the people who are going to go get it done, right? You don't want to wait. But yeah, there are questions here about like, what is the lag in hiring? How do we fix this? Because this is not a long-term solution.
1: No, it's not. It's two years. Um, And, you know, again, look at the stories just in the last few days. Surrey Memorial and the Langley Hospital, the doctors are saying we're overwhelmed it does take something to get doctors to sign these letters of protest, uh, alarming people, warning them the the problems are real. And again, Simi, I go back over particularly since the pandemic started to fade as the number one health care story in the province, we've had massive announcements again. Health Minister Adrian Dix, he never stops boasting. New Democrats have added almost 40,000 staff to the health care system during their time in office. They have added hundreds of millions of dollars to the health care budget. They cut a very expensive deal with doctors of B.C., And doctors of B.C. are now turning around and saying, hey, it didn't solve everything. We've still got huge problems out there. So it's a system in crisis. Um, And increasingly, I think, Simi, because the government spent so much money on this and hired so many people, um, they are going to be challenged not to, you know, people basically saying, after all the money you've spent and all the people you've hired, the system is still in crisis. Like, what's it going to take?
0: Exactly. Okay, so more discussion on that one too, but let's also get an update on this whole BC housing situation because that was quite the about face from Atira yesterday.
1: Yeah. So last week, and we talked about it on your show, and you talked about it with other guests. Uh, Atira was in defiance mode. We got the uh, the big EY audit released a week ago on Monday, and initially, the government sent some pretty strong messages to Atira what they wanted, and Atira pretty much said we're not persuaded that we need to do anything here. Well, since then, uh, it. ATIRA has pretty much given the government everything they wanted. So uh, Premier David Eby said there needed to be a change of leadership at ATIRA. Well, the CEO has resigned. Uh, Premier David Eby said ATIRA needs to repay the $2 million in unspent surplus funds that BC Housing sent to ATIRA. Well, they've repaid the $2 million.
0: Just like that.
1: Yep. Last and, week they said they were going uh, to. And- the government uh, housing minister and everything said Simi, um, they've got to agree to an independent audit of their relationship with B.C. housing, and what they've been doing with the money. And Atira has agreed it's going to be KPMG because KPMG is be auditing uh, this one. But they've agreed to that. And uh, the fourth thing the government asked for was the government said and this is all in a letter that B.C. housing's board chair sent to ATIRA. The fourth thing they asked for was the government would like to have a representative on the board of ATIRA. And, uh um, Atira has agreed to consider that as well. I said, well, uh, you know, tell us a little more about what you're thinking of. Um, There's always a bit of joking around uh, over here in Victoria. So yesterday's joke was, how about uh, Forest Minister Bruce Ralston? His wife is already on the board of Atira, so you'd have another husband and wife team trying to deal with the problem. I'm sure New Democrats don't consider that very funny, and I doubt very much that Mr. Ralston does either. But this is a, a strange story in the way it's unfolded. We were wondering last week, what leverage does the government have left with ATIRA to get them to do what they want? Well, when you interviewed Housing Minister Ravi Kalon last week, near the end of that interview, he indicated where the leverage was. He said that ATIRA's contracts with BC Housing, some of those would be coming up for renewal And he hinted pretty strongly that the government might look for somebody else to take up those contracts. I don't know if there are other operators out there willing to do that, but I'm thinking that may have been the last thing where Atira went, okay, these guys are serious, we better give them what they want.
0: That is so interesting because it went completely against what they had been saying, right? That they were pushing back. And is it just maybe the fact, Vaughn, that nobody had pushed back for so long?
1: Well, that's possible, you know, um, and I think maybe as well, you know, at Atira, um, it took them a bit to go. Wait a minute, eighty-five percent of our money comes from the provincial government through BC Housing. You know, we're, we we can't win this battle. I think Abbott, uh, Janice Abbott, was originally, I think my impression is quite serious about fighting. She didn't think she'd done anything wrong, and she didn't think she should be made to wear this, but I think, you know, the one thing you'll have to give her credit for is I think she went, well, for the good of the organization and the good of the services we provide, I'm going to, you know, take the high jump, and she resigned, so no, I think it's for the organization, it's a good thing. But again, look at the situation now. The Premier, David Eby, has cleaned house at BC Housing and put his own team in place. He's now forced ATIRA to put in place what he wants. So David Eby has now taken ownership of all of the problems that have been identified at BC Housing and at ATIRA and with social housing. And I give you one example. David Evie himself said late last year, BC Housing was only approving about one in four of the applications it was getting for social housing projects. That was one of the reasons we had such a huge demand for social housing that hadn't been delivered. Well, um, I will be surprised if the delivery system has improved under a new tougher board, that is giving projects a lot more scrutiny because they're supposed to. And under ATIRA, which is now on probation and going to be going, well, you know, we better be careful how we proceed to here. You hear from especially, and I know you've got one of the former BC housing board Mm -hmm. members on this morning. They've been saying, look, yeah, sure. They used to direct award contracts to ATIRA because ATIRA was the only organization out there that wanted these jobs and that was able to deliver them quickly. So, You've now created potential obstacles to getting stuff moving quickly by turning BC Housing inside out and now turning Atira inside out.
0: Are mm. oh, you right? More to come on that one, Vaughn. Thank you.
1: Bye bye,